Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Australian Ghost Whisperer, with Katarina Legato and James Jennings. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Australian Ghost Whisperer. Uh, I'm James Jennings. I'm with Katarina Legato, as always. Hi, Katarina. Hello, James, and hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast and YouTube channel. Yes, welcome indeed. Um, Now, we are doing a very special episode today that is going to focus on how everyone can play a part in healing country and what we can do to actually do that. So uh, we are actually very lucky to have a special guest with us today to discuss that. Um, It is Brett Groves Wiradjuri, uh, who was an artist and has a wonderful uh, art store in Lura. Um, Welcome, Brett, and tell us about your store, please. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, So Bilangara, um, Bilangara Indigenous Art and Culture. uh, Bilangara is a a Wiradjuri word, Mm -hmm. and um, it means care and respect. So everything I do and make and be is with care and respect. Wonderful. And so um, I just felt that the the mountains was missing an authentic cultural space. Mm. Um, And there were, you know, places selling Chinese boomerangs. So I just thought, wow, we need to uh, do something about that. So um, opened up Bilangara during the pandemic, during the lockdowns. And I just wanted to create a space um, for First Nations people to have a voice mm-hmm. um, and to to play a part in healing country and and to give um, First Nations people a place uh, to have an income um, and reinstate pride and, and all those things and, mm-hmm. and just provide a space where people could come in and share stories um, about either being First Nations or not. And, um, yeah, there are a lot of people who are just finding out they're Aboriginal and, and talking about that. So, yeah. It's such mm. a beautiful store. Thank you. And I love the energy of the mm. store. It feels so authentic and I felt this amazing connection to the First Nation people when I walked into the store. So I encourage you all, so many of you come to the mountains, please visit this store and support Rat and all the good work and everything that he represents in his store. It's truly amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, talking to Brett earlier, um, I, I was surprised to hear that you've only just started painting quite recently because your paintings are amazing. Yeah. Like I said, I, off before we did today's episode, I've earmarked one that I need to save up for, which I, mm-hmm. I'm quite fond of. Uh, so you've only been painting for a little while. Yeah, so I... Um... I was looking for um, artists and we couldn't find any at the time. So mm. somebody said, why don't you give it a crack? So I did and, and um, yeah, it uh, worked out well. And I think that's because um, it's part of my storytelling. That's part of my journey and mm. I've got a message to get out there. And so through my art, 
it's a way of doing that. So, do yeah. you also feel the ancestors connecting with you when you're painting? Because I feel that's what's happened. Oh my gosh! I feel you're being <laughs> yep. inspired by the ancestors coming in. You're giving me the goosebumps yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. to so, paint. Yeah, and that's exactly right. So I had no idea what I was doing. I just took a you know mm. a canvas and I I did a dot because that's you know the everyone knows the dot style. So I just did that, and literally the first dot I did, I released it, and all the stress of the pandemic and business. Business yeah. failures and all that sort of stuff. It just released, and and I just had this instant connection to culture, which I'd never had before growing up. Because we grew up in, you know, I grew up in a very racist time where mm. being Indigenous was not spoken about. It was yeah. not something to be proud so of. Sad. So um, yeah, that was the start of the journey. So this is also bringing the healing to your trauma and everything you've been through. Being, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, but I very do much feel, so. yeah, you're here to be a voice for them. You're here to represent. Mm, absolutely. The ancestors yeah. of this land, which is beautiful. I listened to um, Gurumul and um, Archie, Uncle Archie Roach as I'm singing, uh, as I'm painting, and I listened to their stories, and yeah, very, um, very nice. Oh, wow. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah, I guess the way that we've all come together is a little serendipitous, mm. uh, which is Katarina finding your store, and then Brett, you also saw a previous episode of ours where we talked about. Um, the trauma that's embedded in our country due to mm. you know the, the awful things that have happened in the past yep. to the indigenous population and how the you know the country holds on to that trauma absolutely and we actually have to be conscious of that and find ways to heal that trauma. So healing country is very much the the theme of today's episode, mm. and I know that you have a lot of thoughts on it. So can you maybe tell us a bit about um, I guess. Um, connection to country mm. and then we can get on to I guess the importance of healing it's such perhaps a, some methods of how to heal yeah it's such a it's such a big massive topic isn't mm, it because it is. um, I guess you know the thing that we need to remember is that uh, First Nations people have lived here since the dream time mm. um, and then you know, colonisation happened a couple of hundred years ago and the white man did their very best to erase you know, all of that, mm. you know, eradicate, eradicate um, people and culture and language and ways of being. And um, mm. it's sad. Yeah. So, and and I, I call it the great miseducation. So I, I I say we were um, rather than being educated, we were misled. Mm. And um, we were not told the truth and we're still not told the truth. And that's why a lot of people come into our store and they, and they still say the, the silly things like, oh, you don't look Aboriginal or, mm. or why, why are you all just looking at for handouts and mm. why do you live in the past? And, and we get those comments and I say to my mm. staff, it's very, very hurtful and painful, mm. but I, I say this is our opportunity um, to gently lead these people and educate them and, and just sort of open their minds as to why mm. we're in this situation. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so how do we go about healing country? And, and it's also interesting because um, non-Indigenous people come in and, and they're, they're nervous and they're like, well, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful and, and what do I say and don't say and do and don't do? And, and I just say, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're doing it with good intention, mm. um, that's the main thing. Mm. Um, but I, I guess the starting point is truly acknowledging um, what happened in this mm. country? Uh, you know, no, no more of the um, sweeping it under the That's carpet. Right. 
That's right. You know, pretending like, that it doesn't it, exist. It never happened. Mm. So the reality is, um, so I'm Wiradjuri, and and the estimation is ninety. And so Wiradjuri is the largest nation, Aboriginal nation in New South Wales, and um, the estimation is ninety percent of my people were murdered. Mm. You know, so ninety percent, and so and you hear about. Um, the whole country, and I think it was within 100 years that 80% of the Indigenous population was wiped out, mm. you know. So, and, and people don't know that. So mm. it's just about acknowledging that, um, yeah, mm. is our starting point. Yeah. Um, acknowledging that that did happen and that has the knock-on effect to this very day and that's why we don't live in the past we're living with what has happened what hasn't been acknowledged um and that's sitting with us and the and the land holds memory of course you know mm. and we have intergenerational trauma you know regardless of whether you're indigenous or not we all have it mm. and it's there because it hasn't been dealt with mm. yeah mm. and it inflames trauma within people because it's like we're living on land that's traumatised, mm. then we all have our own traumas and everything becomes much more inflamed. Yep. Mm. And, and it's funny, we were talking before we came on here about um, the local waterways and yeah. um, how I just went to a local um, fall here and I just saw all the tourists just sort of frolicking in this waterway and I could just feel that this was a sacred place mm -hmm. and something special happened here I don't know what but I felt it might have been a women's birthing place or something and it's we just need we need to know those things you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, I always say just find a local indigenous person in your area mm -hmm. and um and find out about what happened on this land and and we just need to start respecting that I think that's yeah. right yeah. and coming when we visit the mountains when we visit these sacred um, spaces we need to come with gratitude, love, mm. respect for the people of the land and also by acknowledging what actually happened mm. to mm. them. Yeah. And I, I always say because I, I, I was adopted and I, I say that happened for a reason because mm. that gives me um, empathy with understanding the stolen generation. Um, mm. You know, being, you know, we've got to remember that we were family people and we were clans and, you know, the white man came along and not only took us off our land since the dream time, also separated our families and pulled mm. them apart. And so there are people still with us alive today who don't know their um, mothers and fathers and great aunties. And, you know, that has a massive effect on people's lives. Mm. So, mm. Mm. How did it affect you when you were adopted? Were you adopted out to white people, if you don't mind sharing that with us? Um, interesting story. So I, we only just recently found out that I was, so I was adopted, uh, so my, both my natural parents are Wiradjuri and I was adopted out to a, um, a dark-skinned Aboriginal man mm -hmm. and a white mother, but we only found out recently that she actually has um, Indigenous heritage as well, but it's not talked about, so mm. she's not too sure about it. Um, but uh, so my adopted father um, was actually the son of my natural grandmother so I was actually wow. connected and that was his little purpose in life to bring me to that and mm. so yeah so yeah being adopted you sort of feel worthless and unwanted mm. and and you know that separation and not knowing your heritage so I can empathize with the mm. stolen generation Mm. for those reasons mm. yeah 
And we, we've talked about trauma a lot on this show and how one of the key aspects of healing trauma is, I'm kind of stating the obvious here, but it's acknowledging it. It's acknowledging Absolutely. that it exists. Yeah. yeah. And to me, anyone who doesn't acknowledge the horrors mm. that have happened to the indigenous population of this country, yeah. um, it shows a lack of empathy. Yeah. Um, and empathy is sadly in short supply in this day and age. I'll say. But it, it doesn't take too much to actually just recognize these things happened. Yeah. And as you said, there is a, a knock-on effect, mm. which of course there is. Mm. So... I get my blood boils when I hear things like, oh, why don't you just get over it? It's mm. like, yeah, how would, how, and that is that a comment like that mm. is completely devoid of empathy because it's mm. like, if you're in that situation, yep. how would you feel? How would That's you exactly feel if right. every, all of your history, your family, your culture has been decimated? Absolutely. It's disgusting. Yeah. Anyone who says that, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I do not want to be a peaceful man. Yeah, <laughs> like it I makes know. me very It angry. must be so difficult for you to stay calm when somebody's saying that yeah. to you. Um, as, I, as I said, we, we all grew up um, uh, being misled, so I can understand that. Mm. Um, so we just need, luckily, there's a shift. And I love um, the primary school teachers who come into Bilangara um, because they're educating the kids oh. um, the truth from the very beginning and the talking language. And so. Yeah, mm. it's it's a good um, shift. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, let's maybe talk. I, I want to ask about um, spirituality and connection to country because I mm. think that's something that a lot of people probably aren't aware of or a bit miseducated on, and I think that it's something that people need to learn a lot about because um, yeah, the spirituality of the indigenous population is obviously mm. stretches back thousands of years, and it's. It's, uh, I, 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 they were very ancient. Mm. ancient yeah, like there's lines. ancient knowledge and and, mm. and things there that have been dismissed because yep. of people's attitudes, which I think is such a, a it's such a massive shame because there's so much to learn. Mm. So, it's um, yeah, we just had this uh, deep connection, and we you know we we say that we didn't own the land, we were part of the land, you know. Beautiful. And, um, you know, just had such, it, it saddens me to see creeks these days because, and you, you see the sign saying, don't go in the creek, you know, and there's trolleys and creeks. Well, these creeks were our lifelines, you know, since the dream time. So do yeah. you feel like dream time was the time where they went into like, you know, the inner vision? where they were able to tap into their inner vision. That's how Probably. I sort of feel dream time was for them. It was their time where they perhaps fasted or did particular rituals that would take them within, mm. where they were able to perhaps see into the future, mm, go back into the past. I feel like dream time was their opportunity to tap into the ancient wisdoms mm. of the past ancestors. So I feel to me that's what dream time represents, a time where they fully went within. And you know, we would, the equivalent of perhaps going into your own inner, inner world and accessing your lineage. Mm. Wow. That, that's how I feel the dream time yeah, was. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And it was through their dreaming that they accessed teachings and wisdoms and made contact with their ancestors. Mm, amazing. Perhaps they were pre-warned of the times that were to come also. Mm. I feel that they were pre-warned 
um, of the times ahead where they would be in, you know, this situation, this tragic situation, mm. and how perhaps they were able to prepare at a spirit and soul level for those times of where wow. their lives were going to be obviously taken and what was to be of their children. I feel like, to me, when I tap into it, that's mm. what I how I feel that that's how they accessed the wisdom, the past, the future. Mm, beautiful. And such a shame we've lost that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. And I think people overall now are beginning to want to develop more of their mm. own intuition, their psychic abilities and tap into the inner world because yep. our DNA holds all the memory, our spirit holds the memory of where we've been, where we're going. So tapping into that, I feel people are trying now to tap into that more and more. Mm. Yeah, I, I hear that's um, where we're headed as human beings, is that right? Yeah, this yeah. is the path to enlightenment. Mm. You know, we have so much to learn from history. Mm. We have so much to learn from the ancestors of this country, mm. of Australia, mm. because they lived in harmony with everything. Mm. Whereas, you know, what have we all done? We've come here, we've absolutely destroyed it. Destroyed the harmony with nature. Yeah. We've destroyed everything. I mean, I am horrified when I go for walks mm. in the mountains where I see people have left behind mm. rubbish for their come. They've had a picnic and just left their rubbish. Yeah. It just absolutely just does my head in as how disconnected i mean so disrespectful it's yeah i find it really hard because like you take the bushfires for example that just happened and that was because of how we just mistreated the land Mm. and so the traditional way was to um you know if you have one tree one gum tree it would be given its space to grow in its entirety whereas now they're just you know up against each other and that's why the the fires took off the way they did so it's 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 really sad for me to walk on country and see you know, the, the white man described it, the whole country, as parkland when they arrived because mm. it was just so beautiful and pristine. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I was just up at um, on Dungadi country, which is the north coast, and I just found, find it really sad to walk country and see no Indigenous people engaging with the land. Like, it's on the waterways and, you know, you see all the crabs and the mussels and the, mm. and the mangroves and just to see no Indigenous people living in that and amongst that, I find that really hard and really sad. It just feels really empty. Mm. So I feel that's another way of healing country is bringing that back. I was at um, Scenic World here in the Blue Mountains the other day and, and, it, and I was just, you know, it just felt like a theme park and, you know, and I was just looking at all these people engaging and they were just treating it like a theme park, but it's mm. not a theme park. It's Gundungurra country and it has been since the dream time. So, you know, and I was looking at these big rocks and the, the trees and ferns and, you know, I, I wanted to hear the stories about this land um, so that I can engage with it um, deeper, um, which is another way of um, healing country. Mm. 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 And Katarina, you had a, a recent experience, didn't you, um, nearby that you'd yes, like to tell yes, us about? Yes, um, So I went for a walk to Minnehaha Falls and I sat, found a little quiet space to meditate in because I could feel the, the presence of the beautiful um, spirits of the Indigenous women. And so I went into my meditative state and I the visions were coming very clear and they were showing me how the lagoon there that people swim in was 
a sacred lagoon where it was a, a women's space where they would go to to give birth where they would separate themselves when it was that time of the month from the men and they would stay there over over the course of their um, menstrual cycle it was all also a place of wailing where the women would go there if they'd had you know lost their baby if there had been complications in the birth where they had lost you know their their little one and so they were quite upset that this was now being again used as a place of you know just fun and everybody's jumping in the lagoon and I know that sounds like it is a lot of fun but this was very sacred space and they they cherished the memories even though they are in spirit they are still cherishing the memories of that earthly existence that they had had there so they desired that this would be spoken about that perhaps the men could swim in a lagoon that was men's space and that the women that would just swim in this space but also acknowledge that they were coming into a very sacred space the best way i can give a, a, an example of it is that like here in our society we have maternity hospitals for example and how would women feel if men were allowed to come in and have a beer in there or you know have a burger while they're there and waiting for whilst women were giving birth and mm. it's you see it's the same disrespect we as women if you're going to give birth in a maternity you wouldn't like to know that there were men somewhere having a beer and a laugh and you know and they feel the same about their space mm. so i feel that yeah i feel that we have come together to express the wishes and desires of the ancestors of this country. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And how beautiful would it be if we can bring that back, mm. you know, like, and, and think about the Aboriginal women um, so that they would have been the Kadamba clan. Um, imagine having that and then being taken away from land and taken away from that, like what that does to your spirit. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it c continues what it does to their spirit. It continues to um, hold that pain for them as mm -hmm. they're watching this, as they're aware of this disrespect, mm. you know. That, that's what I felt from what they were showing me. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting how the spirits, um, they find their little way to come back, though, because um, uh, at 
Katoomba at the gully. Um, that was a um, a sacred place, you know, since dream time. And then um, the people were kicked off that land and they built a raceway. Um, and the my understanding is that the because they built on waterways, um, the the billabongs kept coming through and causing um, water to run across these raceways and causing crashes and so that's why they eventually had to shut down the raceway so i find that interesting that that, that spirit and ancestor coming through saying no 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 yeah mm. yeah yes yes and it's nice because that area is now being regenerated as a cultural space oh, um, wonderful yeah, yeah so yes. that's another way of healing country mm. 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 would you say what would be some techniques that perhaps we could use that are obviously um that are in harmony with um the 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 whole culture um could you speak about perhaps some of the mm. cultural techniques that perhaps i mean what drew me to you guys is I, I i watched your session about how you suggested that we just go out to our own backyards and 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 literally just sit down connect because one thing I did um, when I moved back to Wiradjuri country, I went and placed my hands on the earth and introduced myself to the land um, and just listened to what the ancestors had to say and they said, you'll be safe. Um, so that's one thing that all of us can do, Indigenous or not. Just go, as you say, go to your, your yard, put your hands on the earth and just say, I'm here to care and, and respect you. Mm. Um, so that's one thing. And I, I, I like to think about... Um, how we were sustainable people and so and we cared for country and we didn't use and abuse and so mm. an example is one tree one gum tree we would um you know they're called scar trees so we would take from that tree timber to make a canoe so method of transport mm. um and then we would also use some timber to make our bowls um, and our shields and our hunting weapons mm. but we would only take so much of this tree and then we would um put mud over that tree scar and oh. so that tree remained for hundreds and hundreds of years Dude. yet it gave to us you know it's Amazing. it's that kind of thing that um, I feel we need to get back to mm. um, and as like I was saying about the creeks before like let's get back to our waterways and clean them up and get the get the fish going again and um, you know water is a very cleansing thing like you're talking about with the birthing place like let's get that all back mm. rather pack. than rather than trashing the earth let's get let's be part of it again mm. Mm. And in terms of there being sacred spaces around as well, mm. um, if people want to learn about, you know, if there might be a space that is near them that is a sacred space and they may or may not, you know, sh should go there, mm. uh, are there places they can go to learn about that? Yeah, or so to... reach out. Um, so there, there might be your local Aboriginal land, land council as a starting point or there'll be Facebook pages, but just reach out to a local elder and, and find out. But I always say, um, I did a, an artwork recently um, and it was... Um, about sacred places, sacred women's spaces and sacred men's spaces. And the point of this artwork was to say, you know how when you go to a place and you get that weird feeling? Well, that weird feeling is probably because you are on a birthing place mm -hmm. or, or mm -hmm. you're on an old song line. So that's mm -hmm. the land talking to you. Yeah, um, and the land does speak to our souls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. There's constant communication. Once you just get into that quiet space, you're very able to tune in, tap in and, and say, do I feel right here? Does this feel right? Should I be here? Mm, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. think... Sorry. 
Yeah, and we just I just think we need to be mindful. Like think about, you know, like the Great Western Highway as an example. Like that that they're built on song lines. You know, these were oh. so our roads were called song lines. Um and just think about that disconnect, you know, um that that creates and yeah, the wildlife. Um it always um upsets me to see the amount of roadkill on the roads. Like these yeah. these are our totems, you know, these mm. are, it's not just um rodents, you know, the kangaroos and the, and the um wombats oh. and the echidnas you see on the road, like it, it just kills me inside. Yeah, me so too, me we too. need to just oh. slow down. You have mm. respect. Slow down slow and down. yeah, not be running them over yeah. for heaven's sake. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and and as Katarina touched upon, um, you know, it, as you said, because you had entered that sacred women's space mm. at, at the falls, uh, is that um, is is ask permission, or or to or to pay like is that a yeah. is that a good technique? Yeah, as ask well permission to, before mm. you jump in, before you can swim there. Absolutely, mm. yeah. absolutely. Yep. I mean, I have no intentions of swimming in there. Mm. I respect what was shown to me and mm. I don't feel any need to swim in a space that holds so much energy and presence of their lives here. Mm. Yep. Mm. And we all need healing and so we can all benefit from leaving that space as a healing space, you know, that leaving yeah, that water. Perhaps I would say, you know, it's okay to perhaps sit there, meditate, connect Mm. with the women it's a beautiful healing space like mm. they had as much as they were sad there was also these beautiful smiles they were happy that i was listening to their story that mm. as they told me their story and showed me the visions and mm. i felt really just so moved and touched mm. um to to be shown the visions mm. and just what an incredibly beautiful special space that is well, but that explains why i always had a bad feeling about coming to north katoomba um i i've thought that there were massacres um but i was just recently told that it was a women's space so mm. yeah mm. and uh, there was a time where we uh, i went with a friend to blackfellow's cave near lithgow and she um is a non-indigenous person and she acknowledged the first nations people and uh, wanted to and said to the land and the ancestors that she was coming here with no harm mm. and she took a photo of um some hands on a cave and her phone just started going off hundreds and hundreds of times taking hundreds of photos and we looked back at that photo later on and um all you could see was this ancestors uh, warrior's face and hundreds of women and children all around so it's mm. very interesting That's how beautiful. the land and spirit can still get through to us mm. regardless of whether you're first nations or not that's right because mm. we're all part of spirit, spirit. energy you're all mm. we are mm. that's right mm. and katarina you've spoken a lot in the past as well about how in a spiritual sense how important it is to commune with nature i know that when you talk about clearing yourself healing yourself you always talk about go for a walk in nature get barefoot in nature mm. spend some time and i know you do a lot of nature walks so oh, like yes. you've you've it's um, exactly why i had to get out of living from in the inner west to being in in the mountains because i felt that this was the only place where i could receive the healing the nurturing the strength that i needed from nature to be able to continue my journey and my work in helping people mm. 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 yeah 
and how do we all play our part in bringing back the wildlife like where i live like there's the gang gang cockatoo like how do we you know another way to heal country is just you know find out what trees those birds like or Mm. the koalas like and you know that's just another little way of Mm. bringing back what should not have been erased yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would like to say that um, another way to heal country is. Yes. Let's um, talk about techniques. So it's interesting. So we have a first, the First Nations map in Billingar as you walk in, and it's interesting to see the amount of Australians who will walk in and say, "What is that?" Mm. You know, this, these are you know these are these are our nations that have been here since the Dreamtime and. Even us Australians don't necessarily know that. And so I think um, one little journey I'm taking myself on is learning all those nations. And there's hundreds and hundreds, but we should all know them. Mm-hmm. The same as we know our states and capital mm-hmm. tech, we should know mm-hmm. these nation names. And, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of languages. We, we travel overseas to learn another language and to see man-made structures that are thousands and thousands of years old. We have hundreds of languages here and we have the world's oldest man-made structure in this country. So let's engage with that and let's educate ourselves. Mm, that is so true. Yeah, that's great. Very, Learn more very good about advice. our history. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes. Because it's a, a history that goes back to dream time. Mm. And we're, we're, as an Australian, you are part of that story. That's Regardless right. of whether you're an Indigenous or not. You well, have... there's a sole purpose why we're here. Correct. While we're chosen in this incarnation to be here in mm-hmm. Australia. Mm. Yep. That's how I feel about it. Absolutely. My history is Italian, but for mm-hmm. there's a much higher, bigger purpose why I'm here mm. in Australia. Yep. And in this living in these incredible mountains. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What it was the um, the ceremonies, the smoking ceremonies? What mm. were they about? So um, when you entered a uh, another nation um you would have a smoking ceremony and you you would come with a message stick and the message stick would have your purpose for coming into another nation but you'd have a smoking ceremony to cleanse any bad 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 spirit um and and to let you know, this mob know that you're coming with peace and and goodwill. Oh, how wonderful. Mm. So were they using the eucalyptus? Yes. You know, as now people are using the sage. Mm. Um, Are they using, were they using the eucalyptus leaves to smoke? So you could use a a range of things. So um, like I've got a native cherry, a wattle and a eucalyptus. And so with each different leaf, uh, one would represent a different thing. So one might represent your mob. Mob. One might represent my mob, oh, yes. and one might represent our work together healing country, you know, mm. or or it might represent the waterways or the sky or the land. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's amazing, isn't mm. it? It's yes. beautiful. Yep, just beautiful. Mm. Very cleansing. Very cleansing. Mm. So, would you like to talk about the? Um, Oh, yes. Shall I grab this? Grab it. Yep. (laughs) Surprise. So for anyone who's listening, maybe we should explain what what you've got there. Uh. (laughs) So this is, um, well, this is a great example of why I um, created Bilingara because um, this this boomerang is made by um, a dad and his young daughter. And so that's how they connect as, you know, as we did, you know, since Dreamtime, you know, father and daughter or father and son so he he makes them and and the daughter paints them um so again just bringing back that 
connection with family. Um, it's an educational piece as well, just telling people, you know, obviously it was a tool back in the day. Um, Were women allowed to use the boomerang? That's a very good question. Um, As I said, I'm just sort of taking myself on my journey. Um, Not 100% sure. Mm. I feel like I want to say yes, but I can't be certain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've learned um, recently is um, the didgeridoo. So the the, um, indigenous word for didgeridoo is yadaki. And so that um, traditionally was only played by men. And um, because it was actually part of, it became part of the man. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. I haven't, I I actually bought this from your store. I Mm -hmm. felt so um, connected to it, but I haven't felt any need to go in the backyard and play around. Mm. Mm -hmm. It just, (laughs) yeah, it's like just a sacred yeah. To me, it's just this beautiful, sacred piece of amazing work, mm. workmanship. Yeah. Well, I think what you said is, is what's beautiful about it yeah. to me is that, the, you know, the father and the daughter. Yeah, mm. that that's, is that's beautiful. That that's a beautiful Absolutely. story in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Spending time doing that rather than on iPhones. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yep. Yes. And that, you know, that instills cultural pride in that young girl um, mm. and that provides an income for her. She's not out of school yet, so it just sets her on this path, mm. you know. Mm. interesting talking about the women and i i you know going to the creeks that i talk about and how women used to be big fish fisher fisher you know we say fishermen these days but mm. the women were the big fishing oh, okay um, yes yeah that's interesting mm. the women were the the fishermen and yes the men probably did more of the hunting might, might have been off with the yeah, yeah i feel like mm. it more of a male so do i yeah i do feel i don't it. Mm. that's my vibe with it but yeah mm. i'm no expert yeah <laughs> no wonderful mm. um so another way to um, heal country is to think about the amount of indigenous people incarcerated now that's something that's happened since colonization and, and part of the things we've talked about today so another way of healing country is is getting in with all of these people and getting that cultural pride reinstated Mm. um, so that, you know, I think that's something that's lacking, not just for Indigenous people, for all people. And I think that um, all of us, um, by connecting to this country's culture, um, can just be far better human beings all around. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've had conversations in the past where I've, I've said, you know, we, because of the rich history and culture um, from the First Nations people in this country, we should be so proud. It should yeah. be such a huge yeah. source it's of pride. But it's just, there's so mm. much beauty and so much to be proud of. And mm. it's, you just don't see it. You yeah. just don't see it. And I just, I remember being on, on a primary school um, excursion at La Perouse and just hearing that there were caves that were concreted over Mm. and that just sums it up you know that's what's happened so we need to pull that concrete back and expose and that's right that's right better late than never and i mean Mm. you look at europe you know people go on tours to europe like Mm. for example in rome i remember my parents taking me to rome to see the Colosseum, and i I just felt such a terrible vibe in there because it was a Mm. place of just killings but Mm. yet you know They've managed, you know, Italy as a country to hold on to their history Mm -hmm. and they're so proud. Mm -hmm. And there's bus tours of, 
you know, thousands and thousands of people every year going through to see these mm. places mm. that are not even happy places. Yep. I yeah. got quite traumatized in there, for example. Mm. And yet here in Australia, we just disregard mm. the history of Australia, of the Indigenous, and it's it's really so sad. I always say we, we place so much importance on learning about Ned Kelly. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. When we had so many warriors and heroes, oh, you know, since wow. the dream time, we should be learning about them, mm. you know, and yeah. that's who we should be naming our streets after, not people that ordered the murder of Indigenous people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right, mm. exactly right. It's another way of potentially healing country as well, to think about those street names that are, you know, there's names that are called Boundary Street, and that is literally because it was the boundary where the blacks couldn't cross, mm. you know, so renaming those streets. Renaming, renaming those yeah, places. we all need to speak up and have everything, yeah, have mm. these streets renamed. Mm. Well, that's the true purpose of why we've met. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Mm. It's a, to it's be a, a voice. It's a big project, but... To uh, be a voice for the ancestors, yeah, and yeah. This is a beautiful beginning of awareness yeah. and acknowledgement and of gratitude mm. and, you know, just feeling quite blessed that we are able to, to you know, do it. Do it. Mm. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And, and finally acknowledging that this is sacred land. Mm. Thank goodness there's a shift in people and spirit that... Yeah. People want to hear this and acknowledge it and work with it. And it's it. a beautiful thing to acknowledge it mm. and acknowledging it from your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. Great. It is amazing. Well, Brett, thank you so thank much you. for joining thank us today. You both. It's been a really enlightening chat, mm. and um, I hope people who've been listening or watching can take a lot away from it. And um, we'd love to have you back on again sometime to yeah. chat some more. It's a big topic, so I'm sure we can uh, talk for forever. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Oh, for yeah. sure, for mm. sure. And perhaps we'll ask the, you know, our viewers and listeners if they have questions that perhaps we can have Brett back, that they would have questions that they can um, send to us so that we can put these questions forward to you, Brett. Mm. If you don't um, mind, of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. no expert, but I can only talk from the heart and, exactly. and yeah. talk with good intent. So Yeah, and that's mm. what all our intention is to, to bring harmony, peace and mm. um yeah, gratitude, hey, yeah. for the past and for this beautiful land that we all live upon. Mm. Yeah, I, I always said, you know, if only the black and white came together to create beautiful things, you know, yeah, we, that's, we, that's what we could have done from the start. Mm. So, mm. Mm. But it's never too late. Never too late, exactly. And I think that's the future it. generations, I think there is a shift and I think that the, you know, the future generations will Absolutely. come together with the First Nation people and mm. you know, live in balance and equality. And, and that's exactly all that needs to happen. I love it when the little kids come into Bilangara and they tell me what the Aboriginal symbols are or they talk to me in language. It's just beautiful. It just oh. gives those little kids a sense of, you know, this country's pride. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. it is. It mm. is. Yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff. All right. Well, thank you again, Brett. Thank, thank you. you, Brett. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you, Katarina. Thank you, James. It's <laughs> been an amazing, amazing journey that we have taken with you, Brett. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. And thank and you to the ancestors of absolutely. this country. We yeah. thank them for helping us to come together to, to do this podcast today. Yeah. We're, we're hearing them. We're hearing them. <laughs> yep. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hearing them and honouring them. With so much love and, yeah, 
and yeah. honour. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. 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 To gain access to private spiritual development classes, guided meditations, and live Q&As with Katerina, please visit www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash The Australian Ghost Whisperer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.